With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm live right now <sighs> Hey, you guys, listen, it's me one now. So dream it, believe it, become it. Come on down. But it's me as we're speaking about the late, great Ernie Shavers, one of the hardest punches in boxing history. Uh, this is a really brief one. There was a glitch on the show for some strange reason. So uh, you guys got up at 7 o'clock, but it wasn't 7 o'clock. Nobody was late. I'm doing it by myself because, you know, Tundi's in camp and the yard. Uh, his specific days are only going to be on the Sunday. So I'm doing a show by myself. Big up James Morris for telling everybody at the time when the show was going to go out. Balfour, big up. Um, it's a special show, um, Karen, simply because this was one of the, if not the hardest heavyweight hitter of all time. Uh, Muhammad Ali famously said about Ernie Shavers that he hit him so hard, he judged his kinfolk in Africa. But he said that a lot of the times, by the time when he got ready to, when he fought Ali, Ali was actually at the tail end of his career. But that was actually the last fight um, in 77. That was the last fight that Ali actually worked with his Ferdi Pacheco, late show, Big up yourself. There was the last time that Freddie Pacheco actually worked with Ali because after the fight that Muhammad Ali had with Ernie Shavers, to do the simple test of shutting your eyes and touching your nose, Muhammad Ali couldn't do it. That was also to reverberation of all of the fights that Ali had prior, but Ali got visibly shaken in that fight, even though he won on points. This way you have to realize that the greatness of Muhammad Ali, even though we're not talking about Ali, we're talking about the greatness and also the fact of the passing of the great Ernie Shavers. Right. What are we trying to say out there? Big up Spence on this show is real 100. Thank you very much. I'm trying, Karen, to be real, my brother. Um, the, the, the thing about it is this, I was very fortunate to have, I met, what year did I meet him? 
he, he did an exhibition over here um, with um, a guy, Stuart Maximus, uh, who runs Maximus Memorabilia. Um, he did an exhibition over here, and this must have been about 15 years ago. He did a, he did a, he did an exhibition. In the exhibition that he did over here, even though he was Stuart Livermore, was the guy's name that he did the exhibition with. Uh, and Stuart Livermore's father was like once like the strongest man in Great Britain, like used to compete with Jeff Capes. And I remember there's a group of us that all drove up there, right? And yep, st um, Steve Bailey, 100%, the great man, Ernie Shavers, he did. He had 64 wins. Now, check this one out. 78 by KO. Seven, 78 by KO. So he, he was more than, more than just a great human being. He was a really, really prolific puncher. One second, I'm just checking something now. Uh, 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 which actually got nothing to do with the show. Yep, one second, please forgive me. Yep. Absolutely prolific puncher. The thing that got him the shot at the World Heavyweight title. Yes, Bobby Wright, big up my brother. Thank you for jumping on. You know what I mean? And showing love. The thing that got Ernie Shavers um, his shot at the world title, um, the first time out, he fought a very dangerous man called Roy Tiger Williams. Um, Adrian Waters, he actually passed yesterday, Adrian. Um, he actually passed yesterday and I weren't too sure on what, because I know that he, he came over, he lived over here. He was, he was living in Liverpool for a little while, uh, when he came over here and he was, he was like a celebrity greeter to certain nightclubs. So he'd be the guy on the door, but it'd be like Ernie Shavers on the door. Um, and he actually got married over here as well. He got married to a Liverpudlian lass. Um, so if we look at the fact of what the things that Ernie, that Ernie did throughout his career, when I'm talking like he was a prolific puncher, I'm saying that he was an absolute prolific puncher. That, 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 right. Who was that? I see something up on here. Um, who have I got as the best pound for pound shavers or Julian Jackson? Um, oh, that's a good one. That is a very, very good one. I think Julian, ja Julian Jackson's prolific KO of... Julian Jackson's prolific KO of Harold Graham, I think that was December of 1990, was one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. But when I look at how the dismantled... How Ernie Shavers dismantled Ken Norton when they fought, makes me kind of sit down and think like ugh, it's there were different kind of there were different kind of punching power. But I would say that um dealing in the heavyweight division, Ernie Shaver was one of the most prolific punchers there was. Julian Jackson was a brutal knockout artist himself. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of like a toss up. 
But I would kind of go with Julian Jackson on that one to say, like, right, Julian Jackson was the guy. Hi, Miss Ringside, how you doing? Um, that's what I would that's what I would kind of go with. I would kind of go with that one. But I remember like in what was it 1982? I would say nobody could manhandle Joe Bugner. Like a lot of people look at Joe Bugner and, and they don't realize just how good this man was. Joe Bugner was a very, very good boxer. You know what I mean? Where we, he was a Hungarian immigrant that lived in the UK. Joe Bugner could really box. And Joe Bugner was yet again on another comeback trail. And it was in 1982 in Vegas on the Don King show. And Joe Bugner boxed against Ernie Shavers. And Ernie Shavers dropped him in the first round with like an uppercut, cut his eye and gets stopped on a cut in the second round, I believe, right? But if you look, if you look at that and you think to yourself like, right, how, how Ernie Shavers was, for, he wasn't a very big man. He was only like 200, 200 pounds, 200 and 210 pounds at max. But how he carried his, how he carried his hands, he, he, he carried his hands, he carried his hands pretty cool. Like he, he like the telephone, you know, when we say like, oh, the telephone technique, you know, his hands here carried like on the telephone and he would like, he would jab to the body. Something that seems like it's a lost art today in heavyweight boxing. We don't really see guys jabbing to the body or jabbing forcefully to the body, but Ernie Shaver would jab to the body hard. Ernie Shaver had a kind of, it was like an arcing right hand that he'd throw downstairs to the midriff. Um, the guy, the guy could punch. Yes, yes, yes. I boxing hub. How you doing? The guy could, the guy could, he could box. You know what I mean? He could box, but sometimes he'd get drawn in and he'd have fights. And if he did have the fight, sometimes he could, it wouldn't go his way. Right? But the standout fights for, for him, the standout fights. And anyone who's on here now, go and watch his fight with, oh, what's the guy? Roy Tiger Williams. And the reason why I'm saying go watch this fight with Roy Tiger Williams, Alexander Wilson, thank you very much. Julian Jackson said that Graham was beating him up and Joel Corsair said to him that he was going to stop the fight and Jackson threw a Hail Mary that landed. He did. He did throw a Hail Mary that landed and Hell Graham was out before he even hit the canvas. It was one of those kind of things. But you got to remember, Julian Jackson was getting beaten by Hell Graham before he landed that shot. Hell Graham was handling him. He, but... The story is this. I remember um, the late, great. Oh, thanks for putting that up on the screen. The late, great. It must be Tundi that's doing this behind the scene. The, the, um, the late, great Brendan Ingle said, like, uh, at the end of round, end of round two, Hill Graham came back to the corner and his front teeth had been knocked out. So in order to keep his teeth in place, he had to push the gum short up in his mouth to hold his teeth in place. That's how hard Julian Jackson hit. They punched out Hill Graham's, uh, like three of his top front teeth, punched them out. That's the kind of punching power that that man had. Ridiculous punching power. But if I go back to listen to like the greats who spoke about the punching power of, of Ernie Shavers, it's kind of, it's kind of sad because I don't think Ken Norton was ever asked that. Because Ken Norton was famously knocked out, uh, was famously knocked out by by um, George Foreman in 1973 when they fought in Venezuela, and he was also knocked out 
He was also, but he's knocked out quicker because he's not taking one round. Well, he stopped in one round, but he was he was down twice, and then um, Mills Lane was the referee for that fight. Mills Lane stopped the fight. So when we look at that, we're saying like, mm, well, then who, then who punched harder? And I don't think like um, I don't think Ken Norton was ever asked that question. Well, I don't because I've watched a lot of takes. I haven't seen it, but what I am saying is that Ernie Shavers did it quicker than what George Foreman did because he'd done him in a round and he'd done him bad in a round. And it was also a fight where he went in to the fight as an underdog. This at the time when Ernie Shavers got the chance to fight Ken Norton, Ernie Shavers was brought in as, yeah, a tough test, but they were still looking for the rematch between Larry Holmes and Ken Norton. As you remember, Larry Holmes and Ken Norton actually fought for Ken Norton's title, a title that Ken Norton never ever won in the ring. Um, what happened was Leon Spinks, when Leon Spinks in 78 defeated Muhammad Ali, he was a WBA and WBC champion. Um, but they wanted Leon Spinks, the, the WBC wanted Leon Spinks to defend against his mandatory contender. And the mandatory contender for the title was Ken Norton, but he was contracted to fight a rematch with Ali. If Leon Spinks had of fought Ken Norton, to defend his title, he'd have got something like $600,000. Remember, this is 1978. But he got a contracted $3 million to fight Ali in the return. So what would you have taken? So Leon Spinks absconded with the WBC crown. And when he absconded with the WBC crown, he put that to one side. He vacated that crown. He vacated that crown to fight Ali. Ali then beats him for the WBA crown. Ali famously becomes the first man ever in history to, to win a world title, to win a world heavyweight crown three times. Then he retires. When Ali retires, the WBC, the WBC crown is then contested, not retired, just be, before Ali retired. The, WC, the WBC crown is contested by Larry Holmes and Ken Norton in 1978 in... Uh, what was that? That was in the spring of 98, of 78, sorry, 78. And when he fights, Ken Norton and Larry Holmes fight in that historic fight, which is incredible, which is one of the best heavyweight fights ever, over 15 rounds. And then what happens is Holmes wins that fight. And that was that's voted as one of the greatest fights ever in the heavyweight division. When Holmes wins that fight, Ken Norton keeps on fighting. Ken Norton ends up fighting Ernie Shavers. And in that fight against Ernie Shavers, Ernie Shavers was brought in as like a tough test, but you ain't going to win. He comes out and bangs out Ken Norton in one round. Then he gets the shot at Larry Holmes for the WBC crown. I remember these two men fought previously a year and a half before that fight. And in, in a year and a half before that fight, when they do fight, Larry Holmes beats Ernie Shavers on points, but it was a very, very hard fight for Larry Holmes. It weren't easy. It was a very hard fight for him. But Holmes comes out victorious. And then they have a rematch. And the rematch weren't no joke. Now I'll say to you, if you ain't watched that, go and watch that fight. You know what I mean? Go on, like if we could, if I could put up in the comment section, like the link to that fight, go and watch. Go and watch Holmes versus um, Ernie Shaver's second fight for the WBC crown. 
And that crown, that, that fight was in Vegas. And that was a, just a horrible fight. Watch the right hand that Ernie Shavers hits Larry Holmes with that, 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 you know, if that was anybody else only knocked out. There's only two men that are not in the heavyweight division that I believe that would have taken that shot. Larry Holmes had one of the, not, if not the best recuperative powers, recuperative powers in boxing. Because Larry Holmes could get hit, hit the canvas and wake up, then get up and continue fighting. It's, it's very, it's rare that you're going to see fighters like that now, today. But you know what? We've seen Tyson Fury do that as well. We have seen Tyson Fury do that. But I'm saying Larry Holmes was a G because Larry Holmes got back up. Larry Holmes continued fighting and he wounds up stopping, stopping Ernie Shavers. And that stoppage, it was like prior to the fight, Howard Cosell was saying that uh, um, in, the, in, the post, in, in the pre-fight, you were saying that uh, Ernie Shavers got dog in him. And then Larry Holmes replies, yeah, he's got dog. He's got Doberman Pincher in him because Larry, Larry Holmes knew that he was in a very, very tough fight. He was in a hard fight. He was in a fight that was, it was draining. I mean, it, it, when you think back, when you think back of that era of men, like most of them have gone. Adrian Waters, Randolph Tex Cobb and Ernie Shavers I remember the Ring Magazine did an article on that. And, I've, uh, and it was, what was it? Um, the Hooker versus the Puncher or something like that. I think that was the title page of it, right? I remember reading that as a kid. I think that was like, ooh, about 1988. They did that. They did that article. I remember reading that and they were talking about Randolph Tex Cobb versus Ernie Shavers. Because Ernie Shavers was that guy. He was like a do or die guy. He got into fights and... If he don't blast you out, then he could get blasted out or, or, or he, he could get appointed. Famously, like his fight with Ron Lau. How Ron Lau got up? Go watch that fight. Ernie Shavers, Ron. There's some classic fights that this man was in. Ernie Shavers, Ron Lau. Ron, Ron, Ron Lau uh, was, uh, never had no real amateur experience because he ended, up, he ended up going to jail. But when he did, when he did fight, Ron Lau versus Ernie, Ernie Shavers. The shot that Sh Shavers hit Ron Lau with the right hand that hit him, that made him go down, you thought like this guy weren't going to get up. But he did get up. He boxed very smart and he ends up stopping Ernie Shavers. Ernie Shavers didn't, didn't quit, just brushed himself off and came back again. And what I'm saying, like, that was the time because Ernie Shavers was the first boxer of high profile that Don King had. So Don King was his manager up to about 76. The, 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 what's this? Thank you very much, Alexander Wilson, for your $5. Saw this fight as a kid, and I thought Ray Mercer's KO of Tommy Morrison was the most disturbing KO that I ever saw. Your thoughts? I remember watching that fight. I remember watching that fight. I remember the build-up to Tommy Morrison versus Ray Mercer for Ray Mercer's WBO Heavyweight Championship. Um, the title, the, that title, what was that, when, when was that fight? I think that fight was, what, 91, right? Um, that title fight, 
because it's from the WBO. At that time, we didn't really rate the WBO. Um, what was it? Uh, Ray Mercer beat Francisco Damiali, where he was losing on points. He throws that uppercut that skims his nose and breaks Damiali's nose and Damiali goes down. And the famous thing was this, is like the, the American Mafia were trying to make, off the canvas, Salam Alaikum, the American Mafia at the time were trying to make, because Mike Tyson was on a combat trial, right? They were trying to make Damiali versus Mike Tyson. So this Italian versus Mike Tyson uh, for the heavyweight championship of the world. That's what they're trying to do. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Remember, Tyson ended up going back into, into jail. But then Tyson was also proposed to fight Evander Holyfield. And then he, he pops his rib. And then after that, Mike Tyson gets done for the sexual assault of Desiree Washington, right? Which Mike Tyson up to this day still proclaims innocence. And if you read, if you read the story behind it, then I would think that Mike was innocent as well. But it is what it is. But Tommy Morrison, when Tommy Morrison fought Ray Mercer, I had this conversation this week with Tundi Ajayi. For combination punches in the heavyweight division, I'm going to be real with this one here. For combination punches, right? And eye-catching shots, you're going to have to wake up very early in the morning to show me a heavyweight that threw better inside combinations than Tommy Morrison. Go on, I'll wait. You come and tell me now, this guy did, I'm talking like sharp, how he put them together, the punch takes dirty. You're, you're going to have to wake up very early in the morning and tell me and show me somebody that put punches better than Tommy Morrison. Balfour says, Don King was a good con man. He wasn't a good con man. Don King, whatever he was doing, if he was a con or not a con, Don King was absolutely excellent. I'm just being real. I mean, Don King was 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 excellent. He was actually actually good for the sport as well. Uh, what's this? Adrian Waters says, "Big up Spence and R.I.P. Ernie Shavers." Tex Cobb was a problem. I see him take super punishment against Larry Holmes. Randall's Tex Cobb is actually he's an actor now, isn't he? He's been in quite a few films. He's been in The Golden Child. He's been in loads of films. He's been in a couple of films with Eddie Murphy as well. And he's always played like the, the tough bad guy. Um, Randall's Tex Cobb. Yeah, he, he was a problem. And that was the last fight called by Howard Corsell. I think they fought in 83, I believe. Right? And Howard Corsell just had enough after that because it was, it was a very boring 15-round fight. Um, Larry Holmes actually played with Randolph Tex Cobb. And the thing where people, where Larry Holmes got a lot of criticism in that fight is because Larry Holmes didn't up the pace on him, didn't up it to try and cause a stoppage. He just completely outboxed him. And it was a kind of boring fight. But if you go and watch it now through technical eyes, it's actually a technical fight. But it was boring. We move forward. We move forward. Is someone trying to put it up on the screen now? We move forward. What's that? I boxing hub. My favorite punch in boxing was the famous Morrison uppercut left hook combination. That thing was brutal. And I totally agree. It was brutal. How Tommy Morrison used to put combinations together. Seriously. Wow. And 
I know, I know, this is what anyone's saying. Tommy Morrison was, was, was bad. He was a badass combination puncher. He couldn't really take it on the chops that much, but the man had ridiculous heart. Ridiculous heart. Bernard Tekikoran says, when I first saw Joe Joyce, he reminded me of Tex Cobb, LOL. You know what? You're laughing, yeah? But Bernard, I actually can see that comparison. Now that you've said it, I do. I actually kind of see that comparison. Because, and this is no disrespect to, to, to Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce is very deceptive because, you know, he does, what's that? Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, caballero kind of. He can, he, you know what I mean? His multineural skills are a lot better when he's doing other stuff than when he's boxing. What's happened is he's just, Joe Joyce has learned a methodical style of boxing where he's contained and he's also containing energy and he doesn't waste shots neither. So when you look at like someone like a Joe Joyce, you're saying to yourself, well, you know what? But I can actually see the resemblance between him and Randolph Tex Cobb. I can see it. I really can. The, 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 what did it say here? Tommy would have been great, but got sidetracked by women and drugs. Uh, eye boxing. Um, I agree, but it's very, very difficult that, remember, by the time that he turned professional, he was in a Rocky movie. Right? So when that happened for him, it was like, it was like he's a superstar. And because he was a superstar, it all went pear-shaped for him. One second, gentlemen. Yep, 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 yep. The, 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 well, I'm trying to go through these comments now. I'm trying to go through these comments. Yep. Um, going back to Ernie Shavers, and we have to go back to him because the, the, the man's passed away. If Ernie Shavers was around today, he'd have been a big problem because fires from the seventies were, had more fluidity than the fires that we have now in the 2020s. Fires of the seventies um, really did know how to throw hands compared to the fighters that we have today. I would say the only heavyweight that really knows how to throw hands that is reminiscent to the old school fighters is actually Tyson Fury. Usyk is very good, but Usyk throws from a southpaw position um, and he's not reminiscent of past fighters, to be real. Right. The, 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 here we go. Alexander Wilson, thank you for the $5. R.I.P. Ernie Shavers. I think Burt Cooper was one of the most underrated power punches of all time. He almost KO'd Holyfield and Michael Moore and Michael Moore out of there. You know what? I was speaking about this earlier today um, and saying like a lot of the guys who was who were around at the time who were around at the time of Ernie Shavers studiously avoided him. There were certain guys that didn't, like Jerry Corey. When Jerry Corey went in there, Jerry Corey beat, beat him. J 
Jerry Corey could take a whooping. Jerry Corey, you could punch that guy all day. Wouldn't he? He wouldn't even budge. He was that. He was super uber tough. He was just tough. But when you look at someone like a Burt Cooper, Burt Cooper was also it was kind of studiously avoided. I remember when Burt Cooper got his first loss. Burt Cooper got his first loss. Uh, I believe it was in 1987. Um, against Carla Truth Williams. And Carla Truth Williams boxed him. But everyone was talking at that time that that um, Burt Cooper was very Mike Tyson-esque. And the rumours are that Burt Cooper was actually Joe Frazier's son because Joe Frazier was like this big ladies' man. Like, he was, he was Joe Frazier was everywhere, allegedly, right? So the talk was like, you know what I mean? The talk was like, that was his son. You know what I mean? That was a talk. But, you know, is what it is. But he was he was very, very similar to how he would box. You know what I mean? He was very similar to a Joel Frazier style. And, and he was a good fighter. But he weren't the biggest of heavyweights. But I remember when he fought Evander Holyfield, when he fought Evander Holyfield in 91, he did have Evander Holyfield gone. But then it was also the fact of like, Evander Holyfield was due to fight Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson ends up going on this rape charge. Then Mike Tyson was like, they were without an opponent. So they were, they was without an opponent and it was a kind of rush job in getting Burt Cooper in to fight Evander Holyfield. And uh, that, I believe that fight was in Georgia as well. I think it was in Evander Holyfield's hometown. And when he catches Evander Holyfield and Evander Holyfield goes into the ropes, says, well, he goes out into the ropes. Yeah, he was gone. And the way that he clumped Michael Moore as well, that was, that was another vicious punch. But you know what? He didn't complete the job, but I mean, uh, I would turn around and say this, like he was a, um, a very, very good fire. I mean, a very good fire. But it was an up and down fire. When it was his day to perform, he would really, really perform. But you know what I mean? But God rest his soul, because he passed away a few years ago. So, you know what I mean? Um, God rest Burt Cooper's soul. But he was a very good fighter, man. Very, very good fighter. And he was a vicious puncher. There was a guy called, was it Willie, Willie Do It? I think it was Willie Do It, the Canadian. And this is when I properly got to see him on ITV. So, this fight must have been about, about, 86, 87. And yeah, he knocks out his brother who was like a decorated amateur, but he knocks him out viciously with a left hook. And then from then we just knew like uh, smoking Burt Cooper was, he, he was raw. Very, very raw. Da, 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 da. Let me just read up some more of these questions up here. What we got up in there? Steve Bailey, he had an epic tussle with Ron Lau. Yeah, I covered that fight. And that is a wicked fight. Yeah, that is a that's that's that is a bad boy fight. I mean, yeah, that is a bad boy fight. That is a Balfour. That is a really good question, you know. Why didn't Ernie Shavers fight Joe Frazier? Here is a talk. The talk is this. Ernie Shavers were brought into camp for Ali at Deer Lake 
in 19, was it 1975, I believe. Um, and the talk is that Ernie Shavers got sacked from, from being Ali's sparring partner because allegedly he's meant to have floored Ali in the third round of their spa. And Ali believed that he became cute, but he got fired. That's the talk. Joe Frazier in 75 has the thriller Manila of Ali. Who was that? I believe that was like um, October of 75, day fight. And then Joe Frazier kind of dipped. So there wasn't that many big fights there for Joe Frazier because Joe Frazier just wanted the big fights and the big money fights. So he got the big money fight and the big money fight was a return rematch with George Foreman. And he comes up second best in that again. It was like, there's certain styles make fights and like there's the physicalities of George Foreman. George Foreman was just a bit too big for Joe Frazier. hit a bit too hard if you remember in that fight. I think that fight was in the garden as well. I think that was in Mexico Garden. Joe Frazier balls off his hair as well uh, and goes in ball head. But he came up second best in that fight. So it's kind of crazy, like, how to be maneuvered. Um, Ernie Shavers was a very dangerous man. So, therefore, it would have been hard to make that fight. And also... Um, Yank Durham, who was the trainer and manager, and then he passed away, who was Joe Frazier's manager and trainer, who was very astute. And he dropped a lot of his knowledge back down onto the, the, you know, I mean, the late great Eddie Futch, who then started to take over being manager and trainer of Joe Frazier. So styles make fights. They really do. So, you know, I mean, George Foreman would always say, like, you never follow a puncher. The style, of Joel Frazier was to come forward and bang. You know what I mean? Side to side head movement and throw that left hook. Would that would have been a smart thing to have put him in with somebody like an Ernie Shavers? It wouldn't have been a smart thing for him to come in, come in there with Ernie Shavers because it would have been um, maximum risk with minimum reward in that fight. So maybe that was the reason why that fight didn't happen. But um, it would have been a great fight. It would have been a very, very good fight. But I'm going to be real with you. I think Frazier would have beaten um, Ernie Shavers. But with Ernie Shavers' punch power, you never know. But I would have gone for um, Joel Frazier to have beaten Ernie Shavers. Very tenacious, man. Very, and he'd been on it. But I would say to you guys this. I can't remember the year that the fight was. But Roy Tiger Williams, who Larry Holmes said, like, he would have done everything in the world to stay away from this guy, right? But ended up fighting him to try and get, get his way through. Roy Williams back then, we're talking in the in the in the, in the mid seventies. Roy Williams was six foot five, two hundred and two hundred and thirty two pounds. He was a big guy, and he had combinations as well. He could throw like triple left hooks and stuff. He's a very tall guy, but he it kind of hit you like that. Um, him and Ernie Shavers fight right. And that fight was no joke whatsoever. If that fight would have happened today, I think it's like round nine. One of the best rounds I've ever seen. 
Because Ernie Shavers was gone. And I mean, not just a little bit gone, gone. If that was today, that fight would have been stopped. It was allowed to continue. Um, what would happen is Ernie Shavers was so gone, he was in the corner and the referee stopped the fight. Roy Williams thinks that he's won, but he gets a standing eight count. While he's been given the standing eight count, while he's been given the standing eight count, Roy Williams comes back and starts bashing him again. He's bashing him, bashing him. Ernie Shavers is absolutely exhausted. He goes back on the ropes and Ernie Shavers throws a hard jab that jerks Roy Williams. And then he, he like, they're both knackered at this time because they've been slugging it out for like eight rounds. He comes back, he whirls away at him, whirls away at him, and then he, he hits, he hits Roy Williams. Roy Williams goes down. When Roy Williams goes down, fair play to the, fair play to the, to the, to referee. Roy Williams gets up and the referee gives him a count. So he's been given a count. Then Shavers is ready, pounce to go after him again. And while he's given an account, Roy Williams collapses because he was concussed and the fight was stopped. So as much as I'm saying like, oh, the referee should stop the fight in favor of Roy Williams. The referee didn't stop the fight in favor of Roy Williams and allowed Roy, Roy Williams to, to, to continue fighting after he got hurt himself. And then when the, when the referee initiated for him to, to continue to fight, he just collapsed because he was concussed. And he was also exhausted. But a wicked fight. Go watch that fight. Please, I beg. Any more questions that we got up in there? Zachariah Khan says, Spence, who is your all-time favorite boxer from the US and the UK? Um, and this is the thing. I haven't got a favorite boxer, you know. I'm just going to keep this. I'm just going to keep this thing 100, Right? I'm going to keep this from 100. I cannot turn around and say it's this fight or that fight or all the rest of it. I love Muhammad Ali for what he stands for. I love Sugar Lennon for when I was growing up. I also love Mike Tyson. Um, I like Floyd a lot. Mike McCullum because of the Jamaican heritage I like a lot. But there's so many there's so many different fighters. So I cannot go to no one and say, right, oh, well, it's this fighter, it's that fighter, it's this fighter. Because if I did say that to you, then I'd absolutely be lying. Darren Robinson, Tundi's not here today simply because Tundi is resting. Um, and that's why he's resting. Right, Stanley Fussell, big up, this is Gary or whatever, it could be Tundi's right there. Spencer is the most knowledgeable man in boxing and people need to give him his flowers now. And by flowers, I mean Snapchat money. <laughs> um, you know what? We're, we're getting a little pieces up on here already, and I'm grateful for whatever we get. But this was just a quick one just to commemorate and honor the great man in Ernie Shavers for the simple fact that he passed away. I said that we, we you know what I mean, I'd be remiss if we don't do anything. Oh, it's actually Tundi that's posted up the comments. But thank you very much, Tun. Now, about on this thing, I'm just keeping this thing 100. If we were not to speak, if we were not to speak about this guy, Ernie Shavers, or even to mention him, yep, John Hope, yep, actually Ernie passed away, Ernie passed away yesterday, right? So if we, he was 78 years old. If we weren't to mention it, then I would, I would feel remiss um, by it. And I would just like to go splurt a little history on it 
And that's that because just to honor the guy and it'd be, it'd be wrong of the fighters, right? Not to go and do that. I'm, I haven't really seen other people talk about Ernie, but whereas I used to watch a lot of his fights. So as a kid, because when I was a kid, oh, we would always hear Ernie Shave is the hardest punch of all time. Ernie Shave is the hardest punch of all time. Cash, cash, yes, big expense for honoring the legends. Have to honor these guys because these men, these great men, and it is now a dying breed because you go check this one out now. Ali's gone. Frazier's gone. Norton's gone. You know, these, these great men of that, of that era, they're, 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 they've all, they've chipped out, you know, um, which is Ron Lau's gone. You know what I mean? Ron Lau, excellent fire. Um, when we go through the list of these men, these, these great men, they've all, they've all chipped out. You know what I mean? And because they've all chipped out, we got to honor them. iBoxing, thank you very much. iBoxing Hub says this is why this is the best boxing channel. And you know what? I'm just grateful to be able to speak boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have loved for Tundi to be on it and go back and forth. Um, but on the rules, just for the matter of fact that we are honoring this great man. We are touching on the base of this great man. Bobby Wright, thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the flowers. But Bobby Wright's a man that always passes over the flowers anyway, and that's why I'm very, very grateful to you. But yeah, I'm giving you like five more minutes because I've given you like... I've spoken for 39 minutes on this subject and none of it has been from no Wikipedia page or anything else, but bloody hell, I should be going on them things anyway. Big up for the flowers. Barry Cobbs, I, brother, spent so much love. Thank you very much, Barry. John Hope says, Ernie was a very hard man and he was he was nicknamed the acorn from muhammad ali after their fight in 1977 and that's also because he had a bald head <laughs> anthony um what's that christopher anthony i love tony by getting the knowledge that's the whole point he's not many been the knowledge if tony was the knowledge then i wouldn't be needed you know what i mean I mean, Tundi is the master genius and the, the, the strategist. That's Baba Tundi Ajay. You know, like I keep on telling you guys, Baba Tundi Ajay has got more combinations than a safe breaker. Right? Seriously. Agent Waters, a whole heap of knowledge from the knowledge. Thank you very much, my brother. Um, Mr. Khan, I ain't got no opinion on the guy that Floyd's fighting in Japan in some exhibition. But what I do know is that Floyd is the smartest man in boxing history. Because I know he ain't doing that for no less than 15 million. So we got to just big up the fact what Floyd May was doing. <laughs> Seriously, because he's fighting some also rans now, some little exhibition things and picking up mad, mad money. Rams, big up yourself. Thank you so much for the 449. Respect Uncle Spence. Thank you for the knowledge. Rest in eternal peace, Ernie. And I'll just, when I'm saying like to rest in peace, I met Ernie Shavers and he's an absolutely nice man, you know. Really, hey man, how you doing? Everything all right? You good? He was just a very, very happy-go-lucky man. Um, 
And allegedly, this was a talk that when he retired, that Don King was giving him a hundred grand a year. That was a talk. Um, I don't know if it was true or not, but that was the talk. Balfour, Lucy says, are you doing the watch along tomorrow, Spencer? I and Babatundi Ajayi, the hype, you know I mean? The math from the South are doing the fight along tomorrow with the incredible, you know I mean? Color commentary from Babatundi Ajayi and the, and the, um, and the mid rounds and breakdowns coming from, from me. So yes, you'll be doing that. No doubt. Um, cash, 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 does the Illuminati pagan exist in boxing? Any closed circles? No, it doesn't. What I do believe is this. If you want something hard enough that you're ready to sweat blood and tears from it, then you go get it. Um, if the, if the Illuminati and the pagan business was, was, had worked, you'd see a lot of untalented boxers become world champions and hold it for a long time. You don't see that. You can't tell me not one untalented boxer who doesn't work hard, who hasn't been a world champion for a great deal of time doesn't work like that. You have to be that person. You've got to be that guy or that female because female boxing on the rise as well. Big up Clarissa Shields who's fighting Savannah Marshall next week. I spoke to her earlier today and Tundi, you know, the, the second thing she said was to say, hi, Uncle Spence. You know what she said? Where's Tundi? She told me where she's training as well and she's saying that she's going to, we've got to come down and see her train. So she's going to be training down at the secret gym, Richard Williams gym. That's where she's going to be doing her bits and bobs. Um, but that's what she said. Ralph Dawkins, Combo Radio, thanks for honouring the man. He brought an air of danger with those heavy hands. And he brought more than an air of danger. You know what I mean? Because we had the Dark Destroyer in Nigel Ben, but the Dark Destroyer's name actually came from the Black Destroyer. Because the Black Destroyer was Ernie Shavers. That was Ernie Shavers' nickname before Ali renamed him the Acorn. Because he was an absolutely tough not to crack. When he fought Ali, Ali fought the last three rounds of their 15-round competition in 1977. Ali fought those last rounds concussed. Concussed. Because of the punching power of this guy. It was ridiculous punching power. But I've watched that fight many times and it is a very, very boring fight. And I mean a very boring fight. When I was an amateur, like to keep fit, I would shallow box I was shallow about 15 rounds watching, having that fight on, on VHS them days. But yeah, so I don't count. Uh, Mr. Khan says, America is lacking on heavyweight champs. Now, after all the greats they've produced, it has because it swings, it swings roundabouts and pendulums. And if you are a big kid in America, you're six foot five, you're 250 pounds, you're going to go play American football. That's the truth. You're not going to say you want to go box. Boxing is too hard for these guys. They're going to turn around and say, right, I'm going to go play American football. I'm going to get a guarantee of a million bucks to go turn over. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to get drafted. And that's what they're going to do. They're not going to say, right, we are going to go fight. We ain't going to go box right now. Yeah, 15 rounds is too much, bruv. They must have been tired. Balfour, that, that was, those, those were the days. When you think about it, in, in those times, in those times, that's what it, what it was. That's what, what it was. But, yep. So, I think I've touched you lot on this great man. Uh, I think I've touched enough on this great man. To fight to stand out. 
and for you guys to go and watch. All right, is the two fights that he has with Larry Holmes, but more so the the 79 fight that Ernie Shavers has in a rematch for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World where he floors Larry Holmes with a right hand in the seventh round. Just go watch that. Watch how hard this man was. Also, another standout fight for you to go and watch. Uh, never standout fight for you to go and watch is when he stops Joel Bugner in two rounds. Never standout fight for you to go watch is his fight when he fights Muhammad Ali for the World Heavyweight Championship in 19, in 1976. Just watch those fights. Sorry, 77. Go and watch those fights. Because when you watch those fights, you're realizing that you weren't just dealing with an ordinary man. You was dealing with a different kind of toughness. Thank you very much, Off The Canvas, for your five-pound flowers, for spreading knowledge and wisdom I'm so grateful for the five pound. Right. Right. John Hope, you, know, you just go watch it. You can't believe that the guy just got from that shot. Um, Smasher, you're an idiot. And if Tundi just put that up there, you should get blocked. I don't even need to, 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 to answer that nonsense. I'm a lover of boxing, my friend irrespective of um, who the participants is. If, if you are excellent at the noble art, I don't business what skin tone you are, I'm, I'm propsing you, I'm saluting you. And that's the truth. And that is why silly people don't understand, like, like two of my greatest fighters of all time, Gene Tunney was a technician, an incredible technician, world heavyweight champion in the 30s, sorry, in the 20s, famously beat <laughs> Gary, yeah, yeah. Fam fam famously, famously beat um, Jack Dempsey twice, and there was like the rumors of the long count. And no, and actually, that was the only fight. It was at 1923. That was the only fight that we had a heavyweight championship fight that was over ten rounds. A lot of people don't know that, but I've just educated you again. How about that one? Right, but yeah, but Gene Tunney, one of my favorite fighters. Gene Tunney was greatly studied by Muhammad Ali. Gene Tunney was actually a light heavyweight. He was the All America. American light heavyweight champion, national light heavyweight champion. Um, he had five hellacious fights with Harry Greb. People say that Harry Greb is one of the greatest fights to ever do it. He beats Harry Greb. Um, was it three out of five with one draw? Go and watch this guy. Guy was incredible. And I mean, absolutely incredible. Go watch. Go and watch Gene Tunney. You want to know the fine mastery and artistry of boxing? You go and watch this guy. And you'll know, yeah, he was, he was, he was the absolute real deal. Absolute real deal. He's one of my favorite fighters. And then Willie Pep, one of my favorite fighters. Skill, scientific mastery. I'd watch this guy and he'd give me the wow. I'll be watching him and I know that he was the wow. So I'm a respecter of the arts. I don't, care who is demonstrating or your skin tone or what is being demonstrated as long as you are demonstrating the finer arts of what i am accustomed to appreciating then i'm a fan of yours so that's nonsense i keep on telling people again there's only one race there's only one race and that's the human race and now tundi's coming in here spencer who never lied 
you do have more knowledge in your black toe than most of these guys. And I don't want to go show you the black toe again, but I keep on telling Tony that I'm not Nigerian. You got the black toes, brother. The amount of sugar that this boy. The next thing, I've never seen no one eat as much salt and sugar as Tundi Ajay. Seriously. I see, I remember when I was like, Tony, Tony's got that, but you see it in his little bossy kitchen that he's got. He's got that percolator machine, yeah? And in the percolator machine that he's got there, I always ask him, when he's making his, when he's making his sugar, does he want to put some coffee on it? Paul L. Finance, big up the knowledge, Spencer. Hope you're well. We just jumped it air. Hope you're well, my brother. R.I.P. Early Shavers. Rest in power. And I, you know what? And we usually say this as well, right? We say to guys like to go rest in power. But I'm going to be real. Ernie Shavers has to rest in power because his punching power is like the bubonic plague. It was ridiculous. I just want people to realize that. Thank you very much, Rams. But you know what? The thing about it is this is like, I don't need to, I don't need to answer these idiots because you know, I mean, me and Tundi's gathered the tricks already, so I don't need to give these idiots any 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 props or anything else like this. Because you know when you're growing or your things are growing, well, what happens is at the same time when you're growing, there are people that will try to fight you down. And Bob Tundi says, he says that the body needs salt. Brother, you are full of it. I'll tell you that now, man. This boy eats salt like no one's business. And I ain't giving nobody no negative any no negativity. You can't get no energy from me anyway. But it is what it is, and we don't need to answer them. <laughs> um, yep, and I don't want to spoil the fact of how great Ernie Shavers was. If Ernie Shavers was around today, and I mean being around today, Ernie Shavers would have been six foot one because he's only six one. Ernie Shavers most probably would have been about six four, six five. If Ernie Shavers was around today with his knockout ratio and percentage. Because at the time, he had the highest knockout ratio of wins of any heavyweight of all time. I think that's been surpassed now by Deontay Wilder in percentage-wise, but he hasn't got the number of knockouts that this man has got. Then if we were to go look at that, then we'd have to say to yourself that this man, if he was around today, most probably with a lack of skills and talent that we have, will most probably be a world heavyweight champion. If Ernie Shea was around today, could he have picked up a title? I reckon he would have been able to pick up a title because titles are so fragmented. We've got four of them. He must be able to pick up one of them, especially with that punching power. And I'm saying again to you that he also knocked out great men. You don't believe me? Go and watch his fight with Jimmy Ellis. Jimmy Ellis was the former WBA heavyweight champion who beat um, Jerry Corey for the title and then loses it in his second defense to Joel Frazier. At the time, Joel Frazier was the New York Athletic, yeah, he was a New York, New York Athletic heavyweight champion. And then he meets at a box off tournament and he ends up fighting in, in was that 70, that was 60, 68, 69, 69, right? He ends up fighting. He ends up fighting um, Joel Frazier. Jimmy Ellis was from Louisville, Kentucky, the same place as Muhammad Ali. Jimmy Ellis was very close to Ali as well. They were very, very good. They were very, very good friends. And 
they end up fighting each other as well. Ali fights Jimmy Ellis. Jimmy Ellis was his first fight after losing to Joel Frazier in March of 71. But what happens here is like Jimmy Ellis, Jimmy Ellis becomes world heavyweight champion, loses Joel Frazier. Jimmy Ellis goes out and he, Jimmy Ellis fights Ernie Shavers and Ernie Shavers knocks him out. Uh, there was also Vin, Vincento, um, Rondan, who's a former WBA light heavyweight champion who moved up and was fighting at heavyweight and Ernie Shavers knocks him out as well. So that is two former world champions that this man knocks out. Then Ernie Shavers goes in, what was that, in 70, in, in, in 1979 and he fights Ken Norton and he does Ken Norton in one round. This man knocked out three former world champions and two of them were heavyweight world champions. Ernie Shavers was a great man. Ernie Shavers was an excellent fighter. And Ernie Shavers, if he was around today, would have been a problem for anyone. Baba Tundi Ajayi says, right, let me get back to work. Well done, Spence. This show has been very informative and a great tribute to the legend, Ernie Shavers. Have a great evening, brother. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And big up yourself, Tundi. Send some Snapchat money, brother. Right. So I might as well just take it to the hour because we've got an hour left. We got we got hour left. We got we got four minutes left. So because we got four minutes left, I might as well just go give you something for the four minutes. Other fighters to go watch of the past who was around at that time, right? Other fighters who go underneath the radar. Um, what was it a man called Max Spencer? He was a fighter. Go and go 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 on YouTube. Go and check him out. You know what I mean? Zaro Foley was the next man. Go check him out. Even though he got beat by Ali, but Zaro Foley was a good fighter. Zaro Foley came over here. He beat Henry Cooper and he lost Henry Cooper. But Zaro Foley was a very, very good fighter. Certain guys that just went underneath the radar that if they're around today, there would have been a problem. There are other fighters that we could go call out. Um, what's his name? How's his name? He just came out of my head. I was just watching the other day. I said, right, this guy was... This guy was bad. Yep. Um, Bill McMurray. Uh, Bill McCurry. So Bill McCurry had a very, he was actually a gym fighter though, but he had an Ali style. He had an Ali style. He was the man that famously cut George Foreman while in Zaire when George Foreman was preparing to fight Ali and hence why the fight got postponed for six weeks, right? And that was what, 74. Go watch these guys. There were so many good guys. Back then, everybody could fight. There weren't no jokes. The guys there, they had fluidity, they had skill, they had boxing ability. On, 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 on a contrast, Ernie Shavers had boxing ability. I'm not telling you I'm saying he didn't have boxing ability. Ernie Shavers did have boxing ability, right? But when I'm saying like Ernie Shavers had... Do I rate Corey? Sorry, um, Adrian Waters. Yes, I do rate um, um, Jerry Corey. Jerry Corey was a, was a great fighter. Seriously. And I'll say to you guys, what was it? 60, what was it? 60, I think it was 68. Go and watch Jerry Quarry, right? Go and watch Jerry Quarry versus Joe Frazier. Their first fight for the, for the, for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World. Go and watch that fight. And if anyone want to learn in fighting, I remember giving that fight to Don Charles 
um, to study in fighting. That's when you say you're, 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 you're fighting on someone's chest. You're so close to him. It's like you're like Vicks Vapor up. Cleveland Williams is one of the next guys. Paul Young, you're talking a thing. Cleveland Williams, this is George Foreman saying this, because George Foreman used to spar with Cleveland Williams, right? They never ever fought. George Foreman spar with Cleveland Williams. George Foreman said, like, Cleveland Williams was the hardest puncher he ever been with. The hardest puncher that he's ever been in with. He said, Cleveland Williams. When Cleveland Williams hit you, you knew what time it was. And also, Cleveland Williams was fast. I would say to you guys, go and watch his two fights that he had with Sonny Liston in... In 58 and 59. Is it 59 or 60? Yeah. 58 and 59. He's two fights with Sonny Liston and you know what time of day it is. There were two men that was like chess, but it was chess with hard punches. Trust me on that. Go watch that fight. You watch that fight and then you'll understand this is boxing where two guys are just standing there and it's jab, catch, jab back. Slip, throw right hand. That is boxing. That is highest echelons in my in my estimation, in my opinion. That is what boxing is all about. John Hope says, Quarry matched Frazier in the first fight. He certainly did. And he lost on a cut. Right? And it was given, I think, I think round six was given a round of the year. The round of the year by um by the Ring magazine. I believe so. Right. Was that Joe says Rocky Marcel died August 31st? Ernie Shaver's birthday, August 31st. Rocky's birthday, September the 1st. Ernie dies September the 1st. RIP. And I've got to salute that. Thank you very much for that information. I didn't even know that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that. No, tell a lie. I actually did know that. Kind of Rocky Marcel died August 31st, 1971. Not sorry. 1969 in a plane crash. The reason why that stands out for me because Lennox Lewis in 1992 boxes Razor Ruddock and on Halloween night at Earl's Court and knocks him out. So there's got to be some synergy because the day after the death of Ernie Shavers, September the 2nd is actually the birthday of Lennox Lewis. And I think I'm going to close the show on that one. Dream it, believe it, become it. Come on down. Thanks to every single person that has listened to the show. A massive happy birthday from the Fighters Right to Lennox Lewis. All the great champions that have gone in the past, we have to salute these guys. We keep on doing what we're doing. Peace to fingers. Join us tomorrow for the Fight Is Right watch along as we have got Liam Beefy Smith in his comeback and his first fight back on Sky TV under Boxer. But the main fight that I'm really, really looking forward to is Dan Aziz versus Shaqan Pitters for the British light heavyweight title. And I hope Tundi is drinking a lot of water, eating a lot of salt and having enough sugary coffee. Peace to fingers. We are out. Later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.